Welcome back to Market on Close. Crude oil is the highlight today as an OPEC cut has the commodity up big, back past $85. Let's talk about it with Michael Cugino, President and Portfolio Manager of the Permanent Portfolio Family of Funds. Mike, good to see you. Uh, it seems like just as some of our inflation concerns maybe were ebbing in the commodity world, we get a $2 million cut from OPEC+. Plus. How does that throw a wrench into the situation? Hey, good afternoon, Oliver. Um, yeah, I think it's more we hoped that inflation had peaked and maybe <laughs> coming down quickly. Um, I don't know if that's really been supported by data, but we, we did have a lull in energy prices in the short term over the summer. But when you look at the macro story, the demand for energy, the potential supply disruptions, um, the OPEC cut that you mentioned, um, the, the running out or potentially not using anymore the strategic petroleum reserve, um, it's likely that energy prices are going to trend up again. And in fact, that's what we've seen. And I can tell you firsthand here in California, I've seen gas prices begin to creep up again. So, um, yep, that is happening. And, and that doesn't bode well for the broader inflation story long, you know, longer term here. As uh, we got a few soft data points, namely a million jobs open that were lost in the last month. Uh, we dropped from 11 million in jolts to 10 yesterday. I'm hearing a lot of talk yes. about the Fed pivot discussion again. Should we listen to that narrative, Mike? Well, it's a, to me, it's a little whistling by the graveyard. I mean, I think that's what we all hope. We, we hope for a soft landing. Um, we're all talking about it, so maybe if you talk about it enough, it's going to happen. The reality is that it's literally walking a tightrope and it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. You want to raise rates enough to choke off inflation and bring it back down, yet not so much to slam us into a recession. Look where we are at the moment. I mean, the terminal rate that we're talking about, which we really don't know, we're guessing, um, is around you know 5%, say, if, if that's where the expectations are at the moment. Inflation, despite us wanting it to come down, is still around 8.5%. Um, it would appear that more work needs to be done on interest rates um, to get in, you know, to, to further combat inflation. What we're hearing a lot more now is the talk that, well, is it more important to, you know, cut off inflation or throw the economy in a recession? That question's always been there. Um, and the fact that we're asking it a lot now, I think the, the stakes are getting higher. Um, you know, central banks can talk tough, they can raise rates a lot in the beginning. Um, but the higher they go, the more likely we're going to get recessionary conditions and choke off growth. And, and it, it's getting to be a time where is somebody going to blink or are they going to fall through? And we saw the Bank of England last week potentially blink. And I think the market expectation, because of the bias towards the Fed and central bankers bailing us out time after time over the last 25 years or so, has been that when push comes to shove, they'll cave and provide us with easy money. And and that was the hope here and probably the biggest underlying factor in the rally the last couple of days. Although I would say that in the short term, stocks were really oversold at the end of September. So the question remains, will the central banks fight inflation to the degree it needs to be done? Um, or will they begin to soften and, and thereby provide more liquidity? And that would produce another leg up in the stock market, but it may not um, do enough to hurt inflation in the long term. Right now, uh, the potential for a uh, change in the tone, could it actually go towards cuts? Are you a believer of the 2023 cuts potential, or might the Fed just hike at a slower rate? Well, I don't profess to have a crystal ball. You know, we've seen this Fed pivot 
Um, we saw it in 2019. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did anything. Um, but when you look at the data that's out there, uh, again, inflation at the moment um, is 8%. Now it may come down. I believe it will come down over time because unless you keep flooding the economy with money, that's what it's going to do. But it may be stubborn. It may last for a while. And there may be factors out there that make it come down a lot slower than maybe we would like, in which case interest rates probably would need to go higher. Um, and, and so then the question becomes, well, at what rate can the economy still grow? Um, at, at what level of interest rate will be acceptable? We saw in the 1980s that we still had, you know, mid single digit interest rates and we had growth, um, but we also had a very deep recession and we had very high short term rates in the early 80s to choke inflation out. In that instance, we killed off inflation but we also had very aggressive growth stimulus fiscal policy to offset that balance. And then we began to grow after a couple of years. Uh, I don't see those same conditions existing at the moment here, um, but it, it remains to be seen what would happen. And certainly the Fed has demonstrated they're willing to pivot on a dime before, and they could do it again. I don't see the data there that would indicate that's what they need to do from my perspective, sure. but uh, they certainly could do that. So it seems like, Mike, uh, looking at the way you're approaching it in the strategy and your asset allocation right now, you have uh, gold, uh, uh, silver, uh, that um, uh, you describe as uh, uh, potentially still some of the uh, anchor for some of these um, uh, themes, and then a very robust commodity exposure as well through not just uh, commodities, but commodity companies, Freeport with copper, Chevron uh, for oil. How did those fit together, the precious metals versus the uh, true commodity plays? Well, we run a very diversified portfolio, so we have growth stocks and other sectors in there as well, plus you know, short duration, high quality balance sheet fixed income. So we're in a lot of spaces, but on the commodity space specifically, um, you know, we like equities generally with pricing power and those that can control their, their cost structure. Um, in the commodity space, you know, it's a function of the monetary policy, supply demand, and, and unknown geopolitical risk, weather, et cetera, et cetera. The, the factors in place for a longer-term run in commodities, be it oil, which we talked about earlier, uh, or even copper, are very strong in the long term. The prices are trading at reasonable multiples to the market. They pay dividends with the potential to increase dividends or special dividends, especially in the case of Freeport. Um, and they've demonstrated an ability to extract commodities at, a, at a, an efficient cost structure. So for a patient investor, um, these are good places to be in the equity market, which may be challenged in other sectors. I, I would mention financial services is another area we would like in this environment. With respect to gold and silver, um, you know, the strong dollar recently, a lot of people have asked us, you know, why why has gold not gone up? Because inflation's gone up. And, and you have to remember that gold is a long duration asset. It doesn't necessarily move exactly at the moment. Inflation risk goes up. You look at, it's a longer term asset. And, and as a result, it takes longer cycles to give you that benefit. But it's unmistakable, the growth in money and liquidity, it adds to or indicates a growth in the value of gold over time. You can look at this over any measurable period of time. And so for us, the strong dollar in the near term here 
has provided a sell-off in gold. In fact, it's still down, I think, around 5 6 7% year-to-date. Silver's down even more. Um, it's much cheaper than it was without any change in fundamentals. I don't think the strength of the dollar is going to last forever. I think central banks will intervene. Um, people, including the Fed, may be buying dollars uh, to prop up their own, you know, the, the foreign foreign governments and foreign central banks may buy dollars. The Fed may help them to intervene. Um, U.S. exports will be hurt with a strong dollar, which may produce countermeasures. So I don't think, and, and if global interest rates rise and try to keep up with the Fed, all those things will, will act to reduce the pressure on the dollar at the moment. And that would be bullish for not only gold and silver, but commodities. And gold and silver still act as uh, reasonable hedges against uncertainty and okay. against the growth in money. So uh, it's much cheaper than it was. Uh, earlier in the year and no fundamental change in the reasons for owning it. So we, we like it. Okay. Uh, the diversification message hammering home here again. Thanks, Mike, for the update on the framework. Anytime, Oliver. Take care. Absolutely. Michael Cagino, President and Portfolio Manager, the Permanent Portfolio Family of Thoughts.